Can you hear me? Love Talk Let's Radio. I talk. I guess I'm gonna have to mute my. You're listening You're to HCG Body Talk on Blog Talk Radio, where we discuss how to achieve the you. health and body of your dreams one day at a time with HCG Body for Life. How to stay semper fit, fit for life. Please welcome your host, international HCG diet coach, author, and creator of HCG Body for Life, Colin F. Watson. HCG Body for Life, for the body yeah, of here. your life. I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you you perfectly. Yes. All right. Well, I'm using my headset. Good. That way it'll eliminate, hopefully, the echo in the call. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So this is one of those shows, like one of those that every week, every time I do this show, I think we talked about before, is that you never know if anybody's going to show up or not. So, you know, if the the topic resonates with them, great. If it doesn't, then we just add some really good content (laughs) to the blog, to the podcast, and that's what it is. So as of right now, the the, the lines are not lit up. I'm doing a little, uh, another announcement to Facebook real quick. Um, I try to to word the topics as as interesting as I can get them to, um, uh, it is what it is. All right, we're live. We're live. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this won't be the first time that we're live with KJ. All right, guys, so I'm, I'm just going to start the show anyway. Okay, I'm live here with KJ Landis, and we are, this is Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Colin F. Watson, the 8CG Diet Coast. And uh, I'm actually typing on Facebook as we're talking, so I'm not a real great... Uh, multitasker here, but um, I'll do my best <laughs> blog talk radio. Anyway, KJ actually had this uh, interesting topic, and I thought, hey, you know what? We've never done that before. Um, and let's, uh, I think it's actually kind of cool. Actually, when I finally uh, got down to, you know, pulling out some of these um, these uh, quotes that, I, that I've been living by for years or some of the new ones that I came across, over the past months and weeks, it kind of actually was, it's kind of started getting in the rhythm of it, and I didn't want to stop, because my list started getting way too long, <laughs> way too long, so I had to stop. So, so KJ, thanks for being on the show. Welcome, welcome. Um, why don't you go so ahead and much. tell us what, it, what inspired this topic from you, since it was, since it was your brainchild? Well, um, I have been very successful on the HCG Body for Life program, and I've uh, maintained a 50-pound weight loss in 60 days, and it's been almost two years. And since yeah. then, Colin has inspired me to share my story, blog, dig deep, and help others and pay it forward. And a lot of times paying it forward isn't just about what you're putting in your mouth. It's about doing deeper mental work, deeper heart work, and finding the challenges that have stopped us in the past from reaching towards our life goals and the challenges and how we can overcome them to become who we're meant to be, our most authentic selves. And during my life, I have read tons of books 
and I've lived in 44 countries, and there are very few books that I have taken with me to every country. And there are particular songs that have touched my heart and given me motivation and inspiration. So a few months ago, I started rereading my favorite books, and I jot down my favorite quotes, and sometimes they came from my husband, sometimes they came from my children, sometimes they came from a song, an author, a speaker, a minister, and um, sometimes they come from a stranger passing passing me in the restaurant, saying something that deeply touches me and I get chills, and I know Colin has the same. So on this show, I wanted to share the quote, I want Colin to share his quote, and I want our beautiful tribe, our community of HCG followers to call in and share with them the quotes that spur them forward towards their most healthy self, mind, body, and spirit, and what helps them during their challenges. Right. And, and, and people don't realize that, you know, I always say what you think about, you bring about, which is probably one of my favorite quotes. <laughs> but uh, ultimately, starting your day, you know, how you start your day can, can, can very much indicate how well your day is going to go or how well you actually navigate life being thrown at you. And, uh, you know, ironically, I think over the past few months, um, I would start my, I would, oh, I'd wake up in the morning. I, actually, I wake up in the morning and I, I'm on, a, on a, what's called a millionaire mindset call, uh, which is really about um, kind of going through. It's actually almost like a Bible study for all some of the great um, inspirational books out there. And we kind of go through it and break it down and discuss it. And it's at 6 a.m. And I remember the call was said it was, like, it was at 9. It said 9 a.m. And my brain kept thinking that it was 9 uh, p.m., uh, 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. And so I realized that it actually meant 6 a.m. And, and, and I thought I, so I had to kind of get up at 5.45 in the morning to make this call. And at first I, had, I was like, man, it's early. And then I realized, is it worth it? actually getting my mind right first thing in the morning. And so I actually started doing that. And then I, and at the same time, I would end up posting a, uh, either an inspirational photo with a quote in it on my Facebook page. And that would be my first thing that I did every morning. And people you really resonated with those quotes. Um, so, I, I, so I actually love the topic because, in fact, that uh, people don't realize that how much hearing something or seeing something or reading a quote could completely shift your day and your mindset and actually help you have success on whatever you're doing, but we're talking primarily about being on your weight loss journey. So why don't you um, go ahead and, and start, and I don't know if you want to kind of like tag team and you do one, I do one, or if you want to um, do a list of I how, how you want to go about doing Let's that. play tag. Play tag, okay. <laughs> okay. We'll play tag. And, uh, and really, what, and, and so, you, are you, so I assume that I, I understand that you're going to basically kind of talk about the quote, say the quote, and then say how that particular quote inspired you or affected your journey. Is that, is that, is that the goal here, or, or is it something different? Yes, and I'm going to share okay. with it how it can apply to HCG Body for Life journey. Got it. And, and, and Not I, and I could do mine, but other so, people. Right, right, absolutely. I mean, you know, the list that I, I chose, the thing is that, you know, some of the quotes that actually have, have deep meaning or affect my life on a daily basis or I can see where, where people can implement them in their daily um, journey. So go ahead. You can, you can lead the, lead the right. floor here. The great Jewish sage named Hillel stated, quote, if I am not for myself, 
then who will be for me? And if I am only for myself, then what am I? How do I relate this to the HCG body for life? Well, it means to me, number one, toot your own horn. You have got to be proud that you're making a shift and a change in your life and a change in your body and a change in your choices and changing the patterns because those patterns have gotten you to where you are today, which maybe you may not be so thrilled with your body. So toot your own horn when you're going to make that change. And number two, spread the word. Spread the hope, spread the message, spread your passion, and pay it forward. Okay, that's deep. like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so mine I have on my list is the only impossible journey is the one you never begin, and it's by Anthony Robbins. And that one, um, even though it may be self-evident, but ultimately people, you know, when I made this, you know, this journey, ATG Body for Life, and, and I always state that my goal is for everyone to achieve the body of their life. Um, it means more than those words mean. So it means really to a place where you, it's almost just outside your, your realm of possibility, but you just, you have enough hope and po- hope that it's actually possible. And then you actually achieve it and it blows you away. That's, that's always what I envision because that's what I experienced. But ultimately, you know, the only, it's only impossible if you don't even, even attempt to achieve that level of impossibility, the thing you can't really grasp. And so the reason why this quote I thought was pow- powerful because many people quit their journey or they don't even begin their journey because of the fact they just think it's too far. And I'm speaking, I'm speaking to people that have maybe that last 20 pounds that they just can't seem to get that, that look in their head. There's a, there's, a, there's a look they want in their head that they just can't seem to achieve. But more importantly for the person that has that long journey, like my friend Dolores had, you know, the, the more than 100 pounds or more than 200 pound journey that in their mindset they just can't see how it's even possible, how, whether it's just going to be a long, arduous. So for me, that it's only impossible, the only impossibilities you have are the things you don't even try or that you don't even attempt to achieve. Um, but if you take one step at a time, I believe and follow the Body for Life, our ATG Body for Life system that I believe in everybody, they have a true body within, and that it is indeed possible. So that's my quote. Amen. You're it. <laughs> this one came from my, I feel like we're at church, Reverend. <laughs> this cool quote thing. is from my husband, and my husband got this in college from a college roommate named Scott McKinnis, who wrote a very short poem. Wow. Here it goes. The waves, the waves. Occurring and occurring, threaten to drown me until I realize that I am the ocean. So to me, how this relates to the HCG Body for Life program and journey and weight loss and self-affirmations is that the waves, the waves, those are all the grocery store aisles. Those are all the food choices that are processed and refined and the FDA pulling the wool over our eyes, threatening to drown us. We have to realize that we are the ocean. We are the embodiment of all of the universe and all of the choices out there so that we can make the right choice for us for better health, for optimum nutrition because 
we are connected to everything else in the universe and every creature and everyone else in the universe. And we have the support of that ocean. That's awesome. And you know what makes me think of it? Well, the thought that came to uh, mind for me, which is not necessarily in the same realm um, of what you just said, which is much deeper than <laughs> what, what, what came to my mind. But for me, um, my thing, until you want um, to lose the weight and to achieve the level of health um, that you want, as badly as you want air when you're drowning, you're going to have a hard time reaching your goal. Does that make sense? So when I thought of drowning, I thought about, you know, when I, there's a quote, that there's, that's a quote that I could have actually could have found and dug up in the realm of that. Until you want what you want bad enough as much as you want air, uh, if you are drowning in the, in the ocean or in a pool, that's when you know that you are committed. So I just wanted to add that on the tail of that. So that came to my, so that came to my mind even though it's not on my list. <laughs> but um, this, one I ha- this one I have in my email signature. I've had in my email signature for a couple of years now. And it is the motto which I live by. And if you help enough people achieve what they want, you'll in turn get what you want. And that's by Zig Ziglar. And I believe that I have been fortunate enough to still be in the body of my life uh, and still be on this journey is because of the fact that my focus daily is on helping other people. And when you do that, I believe it holds you not only accountable to yourself, that you, ha- you have an inner need to live by example. And by doing that, you end up doing more often than not the things you need to do in order to maintain whatever that is, which for me is primarily my health. And that with that giving um, to others and helping enough pe- and focusing on helping other people achieve what I've been able to achieve um, gives me back everything that I need um, and then some. So that is one of my favorite quotes, which I, I live by. Um, so I have had that one by Zig Ziglar. Mm. Here's a quote from October 4th from the Joe Rogan Experience, which is a very funny, R-rated, sometimes explicit, sometimes silly comedian. And you know, this Joe. is totally, totally G-rated quote from him. Quote, even a broken clock gives the correct time twice a day. <laughs> <laughs> How do I relate this to the HCG weight loss body for life journey? We make dietary errors either on purpose or not on purpose. But the first round, typically, you can recover from that very quickly. And then we assume that we can make dietary errors, and as long as we stay on the HCG, it will easily correct itself in round two, three, and four. Just because you make a mistake doesn't mean you don't have to be accountable to your mistake. So even a broken clock yeah. is correct twice a day. <laughs> and I, you know, and that's really, really profound. Actually, I was talking, I had to do a video with my daughter today, Vanessa, about that and, and, and about people making very small but significant errors that don't seem to show up in the first round. Um, but they, they repeat those errors in round two, three, and four, and then they can't understand why they're having so much frustration and having so much difficulty. So, you know, it's a hit or miss kind of thing. So I, I totally, totally get that. And uh, I think you're hitting that one. That, that's nail on the head. So my next one, often unknown, um, but it is um, by far 
extremely true, and it's very simple. It says you are the creator of your own destiny. And I think that um, as simple as that is, it's extremely powerful. I think, believe, I think that when it comes to our weight loss journey, uh, we often take the role um, of life is out beyond our circumstances and that our outcome is beyond our circumstances and that the body that we have is somehow given to us genetically by our parents and that, you know, that somehow that we, we, we were born fat, we're going to be fat, we're going to meant to be fat because everything around us was fat and our parents were fat and we start creating a story and a mantra and that we don't realize that we are the creators of our destiny. At, 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 at any time, we have the power to stop the madness and take control by simply t- would be willing to take, take one small step every single day to get to your goal. So that's my quote, that we are the creators of our destiny. And at any time, once, once we realize that we have that power and that our life is not a, 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 um, a series of circumstances beyond our control and that we're able to take full um, personal, personal responsibility for that, uh, we can achieve anything, including having the body of our lives. So. Quote, this is from my husband. As I went through these, I realized he gave me most of my quotes that I remember. And so when I get pissed off off on a daily basis, Adam, for the little honeydews that became honey don'ts, I'm turning to my now notebook and I am forgiving him more and more easily because of these quotes. I'm like, wow, you're my biggest influence. This is amazing. How how can I be mad at you for not washing the dishes? I love you. You gave me quotes that touched me for my whole life. So it's making me a nicer person. <laughs> Here's his awesome. quote. The path with heart does not make you work at liking it. I'm going to repeat that because it took me a lot of repetitions to get it. The path, with the path with heart does not make you work at liking it. Awesome. That means if I, I, something... I, yeah with your heart in the HCG program or any goals you have, if you're on that path and your heart is open, it is easy. As Colin has said so many times, he did all the experimenting. He did all the dietary rights and wrongs. He experimented up and down for years, even used his his closest family and friends to help him with the experiments. And he figured out if you follow his exact prescription, it's not work. You open your heart, you follow the plan, and you do not have to work at liking it. It will be an ease, a comfort, and something that you can reach for so easily. As, amen. So, as, so true. And people, um, people, you know, kind of whenever someone says it's not easy, um, in deep analysis of why it's not easy. It's because in their mind, they're still trying to figure out a way to do it their way. And, um, and um, instead of just following directions and I, and I, and as simple as simple as this, and I'll elaborate is if, if I do what men often do and I buy something and I get directions by look at it, I look at the picture and I, and it looks like it's something pretty simple to put together. It's just like the, all the components look like they're obviously going a certain position, certain place. And I bypass reading the directions and I put it together nine out of 10 times. I put it together, but it's backwards 
or something's missing <laughs> or somehow I put the wrong leg in the wrong corner or what have you because there's a reason for directions. And whenever I think I can just figure it out because it's obvious, um, usually I have to do it all over again. I think this, just, this journey is no different on the HEC Body for Life journey. If you simply just follow the steps without question, without having to know why and why not and what ifs and just follow it, those who do have the easiest time getting to where they want to go. It is like they're, they're laughing, they're dancing, they're having a great time. They're, they're, just, they're, they're, they're laughing because it's so ridiculously easy. And the ones that struggle are usually the ones that, for whatever reason, cannot get their, their mind they Somehow they, they just want to struggle. And I think some people at times are used to struggling and they, and they have to get over it. So I think that's very cool. I think that was a good one to share. Thank you. I believe that when your heart's, when your heart's connected, any, anything is easy. All right, where am I at here? Where am I at? All right. Uh, this one, <laughs> this one kind of stuck out to me because it's, uh, I think that it's, uh, um, a lot of people need to, need to know this one. And, and, it, and it, like I said, a lot of mine are very simple, but they're, they're to the point. It says, when you're going through hell, keep going. And that's Winston, that's Winston Churchill. Um, this, when it, when it applies to the protocol, what comes to my mind is at any point where you're getting resistance and resistance may look like a stall, resistance, resistance may look like um, you're not getting what you want versus what the, what the protocol is giving you. In other words, dissatisfaction. You want somehow two or three pounds a day, <laughs> and it's giving you one pound a day or a half a pound a day or one and a quarter pounds a day, whatever the case may be, and whatever number you're getting, you're disgruntled. Or that, and, that, and so you start creating your own hell. Or you're at a stall and your body's actually resisting you because it's, it's been at that, at, that, at that weight set point at some time in your life for a very long period of time. And it kind of remembers that this is where I'm at. at and, it, and it has a hard time breaking through and letting go, like we all do at some times have a hard time letting go. So when you're at that point, this is usually the point where people actually throw in the towel. So when things are going well and they're doing a happy dance on, on the scale every day, they are happy, they are pleased with the whole process, but when they get the resistance and all of a sudden the weight loss slows down or it stalls and it stalls for more than a few days, all of a sudden it's not working and that gives them an excuse to either eat something that outside of the protocol, which makes it worse, or they just throw in the towel altogether. So this is a reminder that um, when you think you're going through hell, simply get, keep going because success is always, nine and nine-tenths of the time, one step, one day, one moment, one second beyond the moment where you're ready to quit. So, you're up. I believe, I believe that, too. Um, when, when I, on my second round, because I continued, I never took a break, I continued, and I remember on the second, after the first 43 days, and I went to 60 days, on the second portion, I had like a seven-day stall, and I was perfect mm-hmm. on protocol because I didn't want to let you down. And I was like, okay, what am I doing wrong? Da, 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 da. And then I just said, all right, I'm, I'm going to get on the scale, and then I'm going to let it go. I'm going to get on the scale, and then I'm going to let it go. And after seven or eight days, I finally had like a three-pound loss. And I, all I remember is writing in my diary, woo, that was hell. <laughs> but I made it through because I just kept going. 
and I probably was at that weight set point for some time. You're right. Right, right. And, and unfortunately, that is, that is, that is the, the moment in which I would say that um, 70% of the people that ever stopped this protocol is in that moment, is in that moment the, of, the, of the stubborn stall or the stub, stubborn plateau. And for whatever reason, it was just an, always needed to be there for another day or another day or you know, another moment, and it would have broken through. But they quit and go, that didn't work for me. You know, I stopped stop losing weight, and, they, and their, excuse, their excuses jump back in. So I hope people actually play this, this call back and actually hear these quotes and realize, and realize the connection of the quotes to their journey. So when they're at that point, maybe they'll recall one of these quotes and go, okay, this is where I'm at. And they can, and they can actually repeat it to themselves as a mantra um, because um, they don't know how important this show is until they actually need it. So, so uh, I think that's kind of cool that we're doing it, regardless of where the audience is or not at this point. So, um, who's up? Me or you? Me? My turn. My turn. turn. Three Ds. Okay. The, this is the Three Ds by Torin Von Jones, my husband. Desire, determination, and dedication. And I go, went over this on my first show in 2012 mm-hmm. with you. Desire is your goal, your end weight, your end health, your end look. It's the big why. Determination mm-hmm. is the process, the actual HCG protocol and the steps that we take to make that a reality. It's following phase one, phase two, phase three, phase four, having your lists and your foods and your everything written out. And the third is dedication, your commitment to making the completion happen, to not saying no to not throwing in the towel because you've done the big why and the goal and you are on your way with the process. So the three D's. That's awesome. I like that. Three D's, which are actually, I mean, that's kind of like the, the, uh, I want to say the, uh, the formula for success, really. And that's good. That's, that's kind of, you laid out the formula for success right there. Uh, let's yep. see. What and do I have here? Cause he sure doesn't um, use it for, Dieting. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, it doesn't need Seriously. to, right? So, yeah. he, he, he made me promise not to put pictures of his six-pack abs on the internet. Why? That's it. That's that's that all inspired. That, that inspires people. Why? Yeah. He made you um, promise not to put pictures of his six-pack abs on the internet. Well, because he's a fashion model and a fitness model, and he says. Yeah. If you want to see him, go to his modeling agency on the podcast. Oh, then they might want to hire him. <laughs> I guess I now I understand. That makes perfect sense. Absolutely, it's business. I got it. I got that. Um, let's see. Uh, my next one is uh, another one that it's one of my fav- my favorites, and it's uh, "Be the Change You Want to See in the World," and that's by Mahatma Gandhi. And I just think that that's just um, a part. That's just a, a, a when it comes to your weight loss or anything else. Ultimately, um, you got to walk your talk, and you have to at some point you have to you have to stop talking and start doing and putting up and shutting up. And so for me, when I when I say when I say when I see this quote, I think to myself that there's many people that talk about um, what they want to achieve in their lives and, and how much they want to lose weight or get in shape. And we're coming to the time of the year where this is the biggest 
you know, promise that everyone makes to themselves, you know, New Year's, the New Year's resolution. And ultimately, I think that we can influence our, we can influence the people around us most by our actions louder than our words. And if you want to see the world of change, a world of health, a world of, a world where people, we don't have an obesity epidemic, it has to start with you first. And then what happens is that, is that just spreads out to the circle, your circle of influence. And we can actually shift the world like a ripple, in the, like you're throwing a stone in, in, in the ocean or in a, in a lake. As a ripple effect, you can in turn um, change the world. But it has to start with yourself. So when he says be the change you want to see in the world, I believe the first step is to make yourself the example. And then by, your, by being and living your example, you in turn will influence um, the people in, in your direct influence and then the people around you through them. That makes sense. So that's my quote by Mahatma Gandhi. My, my quote coming up is compassionate capitalism. And that is uh, given to me by Carl McCartan, a dear, dear, one of my oldest friends. And he gave me this word, um, this phrase years ago, because he was, before they had organic chickens in Russia, the former Soviet Union, after Chernobyl, he would collect chickens and send them to Russia so they would have food. And they would have food that wasn't tainted with the poisons from Chernobyl. And he said, I can be compassionate while I'm making profit, compassionate capitalism. How does this relate to the HCG body for life? Well, that's what Colin does. He's compassionate with his money making. He doesn't say you have to buy your products from him to listen to a show. Every other podcast says we are listener supported. Please donate. And Colin says, no, I'm just going to share because I am passionate and I have compassion because you've all been fooled by the American Dietary Association that it's time to wake up. So I am compassionate with my capitalism. You're going to make money on the products they buy and the coaching, but ultimately it's your compassion that's spurring you forward. I am compassionate with my capitalism. I'm coaching people for free. I'm blogging now on Facebook on Superior Self, and I am making money if they want 24-7 help in the Bay Area, and I meet with them once a week, and they text, and we go over the programs, and they tell me what they're eating every day. So I am compassionate with my capitalism. In fact, the wonderful doctor who gave me my product the very first time, I'm going in to meet her next week and do free coaching and counseling for her HCG clients because, like I said, there was no support. It was a three-page pamphlet. And I told her Mm -hmm. I needed more than that, so her other people need more than that. And she's very open to that. So it'll be like instead of like a Weight Watchers or an Alcoholics Anonymous meeting in her office, it'll be with her HCG clients. And if they want one-on-one later with me 24-7, I will be able to be compassionate with my profit-making and my capitalism. That's very, and that's very cool, and I love the term because um, uh, it kind of ties into the Zig Ziglar one that I, I mentioned earlier. And, and for me, that's you know what I envision is everyone having an opportunity to have compassionate capitalism with their success and their journey. Because I got there's the you know when we talk about New Year's resolutions, the number one resolution that people make every single year is to lose weight and to get in shape. The number one resolution that people fail at every year is to lose weight and get in shape. Uh, And the fact is that every single person 
that um, completes this journey uh, is almost compelled to either help someone or give them information because they're con they're, they're basically stalked because people want <laughs> people want to know what they did um, because the transformation is so dramatic and so quick um, and and it's always been my my vision that that people not only will they be able to pay it forward and help others um, transform their lives but also in doing so be able to monetize that in a way that their their compassion comes first and the monetization comes Second, however, if you help enough people achieve what they want, the universe will bestow upon you more than you can imagine. And that's how our lives and our business has been created over the past few years by doing exactly what you're doing right now, Kim. You're starting the same exact way that I started. It's kind of, and I, I find that really, very um, humbling to actually know that you're doing that because ultimately that's what I did. I coached people for free. I gave out my number, said I want, I'll be more than happy to help you. Um, and then I wanted to help them get the product at a cheaper uh, cost because it was very expensive. And I, didn't, I, was, I was afraid that people couldn't afford it. And I, therefore, they would pass, out, pass up on, on the opportunity to use this magical weight loss protocol. So good for you. Uh, compassion cap Thanks. Passionate capitalism. Awesome. I, All right. I, I where kind of feel at? like you're Let's, the big duck. You're the big duck, and, huh? and um, those of us who are behind you are the ducklings. Hey, well, I'd like to have a complete, huge tribe of duckling, everybody being compassionate capitalists and, and making, you know, a, a comfortable and great, powerful living, helping people get the bodies of their lives. And there, like I said, there's no shame in, 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 being, in being monetized for helping people when your focus is on helping people, and that's your primary, your primary goal. So uh, people, have to re people have to actually get, get used to that thought that it's, it is okay for you to get paid for, being, for get, providing people a wonderful service. So um, where am I? Oh, if you can't do great things, do small things in a great way. Uh, Napoleon Hill. And how this, this, how this applies to the Asian Life Life Protocol is it's about, you know, just for today. It's about thinking, not thinking, not counting, not, not looking ahead and going into the future going, I have 100 pounds or 50 pounds or 70 pounds to lose. It's about how do, what do I need to do today to get my, my journey going and just take it one day at a time. And so if you can't lose 100 pounds overnight, you can't lose one pound a day for 100, 100 days. Because 100 days from now, if you don't make that choice, you're still going to be in the same place you were, regardless if you took action or not. So ultimately, it's small steps to success daily versus one big, you know, giant step that you think you worry about having to take you know, over a, a six months or a year period of time. So I apply that to um, we all can do um, small things in a great way by simply suiting up, showing up, and giving yourself integrity to follow the system just for today, put your head on the, on the pillow at night, congratulate yourself, and come back and rinse and repeat and do it again. So I like that one. You're up. Here's the quote. Okay. Risk little, win little. And this was written by me. I actually wrote a novel when I was living in Chicago called Risk Little, Win Little. And that title came to me because I don't want us to cling to fear. Sometimes people risk little, but this is a huge risk to change your body and change your life. And if you risk little and you stick to your cottage cheese on crackers and a few celery sticks, you're going to win little because eventually you're going to give up because you're going to be starving. <laughs> so when you do the protocol and the way that it was prescribed, you're risking huge and people are going to be watching you with, you know, binoculars on 
but you will win huge. So risk little, win little. Win little. That's very cool. And I like that because a lot of times the risk factor is just um, is just getting yourself to to past that, that point of worrying about being disappointed again and, and being willing to take the risk to maybe this time is the time for you to actually succeed. Because I think a lot, a lot of times people, if you've been heavy for a lot of years and you've tried a lot of stuff, it's almost too painful to think of trying something again and having it not work for you. And so people just say, I'm not doing it again because I don't want to be disappointed. So being able to, if, you, if you're not willing to take that big risk to possibly be disappointed, then you won't get the big reward of maybe of actually not being disappointed this time around. So uh, I think that's a cool quote. Good for you. Good title too, by the way. Um, let's see. Uh, this one is by by my boy uh, Will Smith, uh, one of my favorite people on the planet. Just I just dig his vibe. Um, and it was a lot longer than this, but I, I took the gist of it. it. Basically, being realistic is the most commonly traveled road to mediocrity. And how I, how I attribute this to um, the AC Diet Protocol is that when I, and I, I swear, I, every time I think about this, man, I get freaking just, it just hits me like a ton of bricks emotionally. When I was, when I was sitting in my, in my previous body, um, you know, feeling defeated that I've tried everything and I had that story that I've tried everything and nothing's worked, and that was my reality. And I remember sitting there watching a movie with my family and watching, um, watching SWAT. And I remember just seeing LL Cool J stand up in that movie and lift his shirt and he was just shredded. And in my, and in my mind at that moment, I remember just saying, my God, I'd love to look like that. And then my other, my, my, my other self, my subconscious mind telling me, who are you kidding, dude? Look at you now and look where he's at. I mean, that doesn't even seem feasible or possible. Um, however, I took that picture in my mind's eye and I actually ended up taking a physical picture I found on the internet. And, um, I just said, I chose, even though I didn't realize at the time, I chose not to be realistic. I chose to not listen to my subconscious mind. And in a very short period of time, in less than 40, less than 37 days, I saw the possibility being extremely real and then doing this protocol again 21 days later and literally looking in the mirror and crying because I was about as close to being as shredded as LL Cool J could possibly be. Um, and then ha- having an irony of his daughter-in-law and son double take at me coming out of the bathroom in the movie theater and saying, you look just like my dad. So I couldn't get it. I couldn't get a, a better, better <laughs> a compliment than that two years later. So <laughs> being real, being realistic is the most commonly traveled road to mediocrity and the fact that I, t- I ask people, what is your ideal body? Tell me, tell me the best you ever looked in your entire life. I don't care if you were 18 years old and they have a hard time grasping that because to them, that is too unrealistic for them. So they have to settle for something a little bit closer to what their mind can process. And, and I let them do that, those who can't see the big picture, because I know when they get to the picture that their mind can process, there already be a believer that now, like I did 37, 30, in 37 days, I realized that now it was a possibility. So don't be realistic. It's like perchancing yeah. to dream, you know. Perchance, take a dream, yeah. fantasize, why not? 
Yeah. Well, you know, sometimes it's just, it's just, you're, you're, it's amazing when your subconscious mind, the conversations, if you ever took time to actually listen to some of the conversations, conversations your subconscious mind has with you, it's probably the most unpleasant conversation you would never have with anybody else. And you have to learn to shut that off. Um, and it takes practice. So, um, yeah, it's very cool. You're up. KJ. <laughs> All right. I went out to dinner with my husband about 12 years ago. I was very pregnant with Golden. And he ordered a brownie sundae first. And I just started laughing. I said, we're eating dinner out of sequence. And he turned around and said to me, we are living life out of sequence. So <laughs> me, he's full of man. <laughs> I tell you, he's deep. He's my guru. Yeah, he is. He's deep. To me, in the protocol for weight loss, it means shake it up. Do something different. You've, you've done the nachos and beer and pizza your whole life. Shake it up. Now it's time to do something different. Clean and mean. Pop a spinach leaf, not a pill. Wow. Tell I'm going to steal that one. Live life out of sequence. I like that. You're living life out of sequence. I like it a lot. I um, like it a lot. All right. Uh, let's see. Okay. My next one is your life does not get better by chance. It gets better by change, and that is Jim Rohn. And when we, when I apply that to the ancient body for life principles, um, another one to me seems self-evident. It isn't chance that you start to shed pounds and inches like you've never seen before. It is the fact that you actually made your mind to make the shift, what I call make the shift, and make the change. The actual weight loss process starts well, be- well before you actually take your first dose of ATG and eat your first, you know, you know, protein and vegetable. It starts at the time when you say enough. It started for me in my closet being in tears when I said enough. So life does not change by chance. I mean, by, by chance, it, it changed it only better by you making a change, and that's the shift in order that where you're at right now is no longer acceptable and that you're willing to um, actually implement something different in order to produce that change. So I thought that was hugely powerful because it makes um, perfect, ch- perfect sense that most people don't realize. They think that somehow that it's about chance. Somehow you got lucky, that somehow you're lucky and I'm lucky because we just followed the protocol and, and got these mad, crazy results and that somehow they're not the lucky ones because nothing ever works for them. I'm all about changing people's mantras. I'm all about changing their mind because ultimately, if you can't change your mind, you can't change your life. And it, it also has to do with divine timing. There's some kind of God Absolutely. work in there to make you say enough is enough. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's why I say that that, that moment in my closet was more profound than, my, than the doctor telling me you're just a few pounds away from being a full-blown diabetic. You have sleep after, and if, you, if your heart stops one more time throughout the night, you may die. I mean, it's, it's beyond, here's more medication for your blood pressure. That wasn't enough. Even though I had high blood pressure for 20 years, that wasn't enough. It took that moment in my closet not, that, not being able to button my pants. Who would think that that would be such a big deal? But for me at that moment, that was divine timing. That was God talking to me and said, okay, you're done. And so I absolutely agree with you 100% on that. I had a quote from Maya Angelou. Um, I was lucky enough to be a huge, wonderful baptism of my son. 
and our church, um, it's not a private baptism. All 2,500 people show up, and they always have guests that come. And Maya Angelou just showed up at church that day, and she made a big speech during my son's baptism. And she was talking about social, religious, and racial injustice. And she said, if you don't have the courage to say something, have the courage to leave the room. Wow. That relates to me in the HCG protocol. <clears throat> if you don't have the courage to say something to people who are trying to sabotage you because you're shifting and changing and doing something for yourself that, A, they don't understand, or B, they wish they could do themselves, but they're not at that breaking mm-hmm. point yet. They're not at their mm-hmm. aha moment. And they're trying mm-hmm. to sabotage you, and I've had it all during my birthday week. Have the courage to leave the room. And that's, that's a really big one for the protocol. Huge, huge, huge one for the protocol. Um, that, is so, that is so true. And I think people, um, people don't realize. And that's, I think that's when I took the I, – I, I think I made the statement early in my, in my podcast um, – to kind of tell people, you know what, you don't have to say anything about what you're doing and, to, and, and don't say anything about what you're doing until people start begging you to tell them because then they're open. Um, because if you, if you start telling people what you're doing, they give you unsolicited advice. And the, the fact that you are making change in your life, the fact that you are shifting um, makes them uncomfortable. I don't think that people are malicious and, and that they're just mean-spirited. Uh, at least most people aren't. However, when people change around you and you change, when, you, when you're the one that's shifting in your circle of influence, it makes the rest of them uncomfortable because they know that they're not, they're not moving forward, not making progress. And so the only thing they can do is push back and, and try to derail you from your, from your journey. Um, so that's, that is probably, I think, one of the most powerful things we can make tonight because of the fact that um, having the power to walk away and stay your course because ultimately you will change the doubters. You will, and you will actually, you actually, you actually be a focal point and a change in their lives once you actually reach your goal because they don't think it's possible. So somebody has to show them the way and that's you. That's that you've been made. That's been the responsibility bestowed on you because you took this journey. So very, very awesome. Kim, very awesome. <laughs> really? I mean, I, I call it like I see it, right? Um, okay. This one, this, what's the next one? Um, Oh, this one, <laughs> this one for now. This one is just author unknown, but it's it's so in your face. A year from now, you'll wish you had started today. Now, mm. I mean, really, really. <laughs> I mean, that, that pretty much could, you could pretty much look at any if you if you ever look back into your past, which which I'm not a big fan of. I look back at, I look back at memories of, of of old that that make me smile, but not not to focus too much on regret. Um, but any time there's ever been regret. It's always been, you know, shoulda, wish I would have, could have done something. But especially when it comes to a weight loss journey that, um, or changing the way you eat or changing your health or, or, cha- or making a shift in your exercise program. And when you suddenly see the benefits of that, usually the one sentence that comes out of everybody's mouth is, I wish I had done this years ago, or I wish I had done this at some point in time. Um, just know that when you do nothing, you're going to be in the same place you were a year from now, two years from now, six years from now, ten years from now. Um, but the probably the odds are you're actually going to be worse than where you are today. So this one was pretty much in your face. You know, a year from now, you wish you started today. So I always tell people, you know what, 
if you're getting this information, and it's like this weekend when I was talking at Ultimate Women's Conference, um, my, I told them that my goal here was, was just to simply plant a seed. Simply plant a seed that there is something out there that will change your life if you're open to it. And that's really my, my purpose in life is to actually plant the seed. What you do with that seed and when it actually comes to you, when your divine timing hits you, is completely out of my control. Um, so this one I thought was very, very cool. Yes. One year ago, well, one, one year ago I was where I am today, but now I just have bigger muscles. But I, I <laughs> agree that it's part of, of the journey of not beating yourself up for wishing right. and hoping and I shoulda, woulda, coulda. But, you know, right now, this moment is your opportunity. Right. Okay. <laughs> Industry About Humanity by Torino Von Jones, my husband. He said, let's reverse this. The diet industry, 99.9% of the products is just to make profit, not to make you thinner, healthier, more muscular. Industry above humanity. The HCG reverses this by putting humanity above industry. Once you get rid of all the processed foods and the bad fats, you will eat clean, you will eat cheaper, and you'll put humanity first, and you'll spend a lot less money on health insurance and medicines because you can reverse industry above humanity with the HCG protocol. Once you eat clean and learn how to maintain, you'll be putting humanity above industry. Uh, it's it's um, extremely profound, extremely profound. And, you know, it's like I could get on my soapbox about the weight loss industry as, as a whole. I mean, demonize the weight loss industry. Um, but ultimately, we have minds we have the ability to research and to uncover truths. Um, we kind of know what makes sense and what doesn't make sense when we hear it. Ultimately, we have to, t- have to make the choice to take control of our, our lives and our health um, and, 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 and be proactive. And, and, and as I said, my mission is, is, is simply to put out the information so people have a choice. And I didn't know five years ago that I had a choice, that this was an actual option. I didn't know there was actually something out there that would actually be off of blood pressure medication. I didn't know there was something out there that actually would prevent me from living and repeating the family curse of diabetes and, 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 and not being here for, for maybe my children or grandchildren like my parents are and my grandparents aren't. So um, I, totally, I totally get that. And, and, and really, people don't realize that it, you know, real food is a heck of a lot cheaper than processed food. It, it, it may seem like it's cheaper to you in the short run, but in the long run, in disease and medical bills and, and, uh, and all the else that comes from it, it actually is extremely costly, uh, not only to you physically, um, but monetarily. So well, well done. All right. Let's see. I think we have a few more here. Wow, I'm telling you, I'm surprised I have so many. Um, Let's see. One of the most causes, one of the most common causes of failure is the habit of quitting when one is overtaken by temporary defeat, and that's Napoleon Hill. Now, of course, that comes back to me and the and the the body flight protocol. We kind of touched on this earlier about getting up against coming up against life's resistance, um, and basically, when we seem like we are defeated temporarily, uh, we tend to believe it's permanent and we end up just throwing it in the 
moving in another direction. And it's so, it happens so much in almost every aspect of our lives, not just our weight loss journey, just it could be in our lives, in our business, in our work, um, in our, in our, in our, our quest to um, have more and be better um, in everything we do. Um, so this one really stuck out to me that uh, the most common cause of failure is the habit of quitting when one is overtaken by temporary defeat and that almost all defeat is temporary. <laughs> um, and I never oh, I that like way. that because our lives yeah. are temporary. That's deep. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty cool. And I kind of got that. <laughs> I just kind of got that again as I, as I said that. So that, that was really profound. <laughs> I'm going to put a star by star by that one. Um, uh, you're yeah. up. Uh, this is very That's cool. Wonderful. This one is from my pastor, Pastor Douglas Fitch. I hope he's out there listening. I know you are. A setback is a setup for a comeback. This relates to the HCG diet program because when you're on protocol and you have a setback or a stall or a dietary error, this is your chance to say, okay, Fasten your seatbelt and put your belt buckle a little bit tighter because I am setting myself up for a comeback. I am going to put the pedal to the metal and the nitty to the gritty, and I am not going to let this overwhelm me. I can work through this just like the fires of hell. Keep on going. The setback is a setup for a comeback. Amen. And I, and I want to add to that because it's, it's very important that a setback is used. A setback is just information. And what you do with that information can make this huge difference to how quickly you make that comeback. When you're in a position that you feel like you're actually having a setback, look and analyze what's going on around you. Don't assume that you know what the problem is. Look to see what you're doing. See what possibly you could be doing wrong or, or how you could maybe shift something that you're doing in order to create that comeback. Because it's just information. It's just data. And if you know how to process that data and adjust Usually the right adjustment will get you to where you want to go, get you to that comeback faster. So that's very cool. Very good. That's um, great, especially for phase three and four. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, success is not about reaching the right destination. It's about walking the right road. P.M. Morrison. Um, I love this one because um, it's not, you know, every, you know, life is a journey. This whole protocol and weight loss is a journey. The destination it, everyone's destination is different, and no one can determine what's right or wrong for you but yourself. However, it's not about, it's not about you know, getting, ending, ending up at the right place. It's about being willingness to walk on the right road. And that's where we talk about you know, us, utilizing the protocol as your roadmap and simply be willing to follow that roadmap to actually get to the destination that you And I thought this was really kind of powerful because I think a lot of times people focus on – you know, what's right or wrong. And my thing is, I'm not telling you what's right or wrong. It's not about doing it right or doing it wrong. I just know, for me, what's been more, most effective for the masses. So you can do it any way you want to get to where you want to go. You can do it your way, and it may get, there, get you there faster than mine. Um, it's been my experience that that usually doesn't happen. But if you basically, if you, whatever road you're willing to take, whatever outcome, whatever circumstance or outcome you get from that road, be willing to set responsibility for it, but stay on journey. And if you feel like you need to take a shift because you're not getting what you want, then shift, but still stay on your journey. Don't stop getting, trying to get to your destination. Stay on your road. Um, and I thought this was very cool. 
beautiful. I have one from Taylor Swift from a song that she wrote called Innocent. And I kept playing that song over and over as I was jogging because I was like, this is really important for us to share on the HCG protocol. Who you are is not what you did. So, okay, so you, you ate that cookie. That's not who you are. You're still a beautiful, light, awesome spirit, warm and loving and giving and loved by God and caressed. Who you are is not what you did. All right, you had that cookie. Move on. That's not who you are. Absolutely. And that is really the one of the formulas that I talk about for success is just take responsibility for what you did. Don't beat yourself up about it. And just realize that there's a consequence to your choice. It doesn't make you good or bad or right or wrong. It doesn't make you a piece of crap. Consequence, and you may not, and, and the consequence may not be that it may not serve you best. But tomorrow, every day is a do-over, and you just let it go, and you and you go back on journey on your journey, and you have you have the next day to, to do it correctly, so or do a better job. Um, at it. So, yeah, don't get stuck on being stuck, you know, and don't get stuck on on what you did or what you did wrong. That's why I, that's why I implemented in my coaching um, that as an as a act, something as an action you must do at the end of each day is only write down your successes of the day and nothing about anything, any of your failures, because we focus too much on our and very little on our successes. And once you, if you focus on your successes every single day, as you go to sleep, your subconscious mind will look for successes the next day. You're programming your subconscious mind to look for pleasure versus pain and find successes. So you actually set yourself up for more success the following day except, except for more failure. So I think that's a very cool, um, very cool quote. Thank you. All right, where am I at? Um, and this is kind of interesting because it actually falls in line with your uh, your hubby's three Ds um, and just a little twist on it. It says, if you have discipline, drive, and determination, nothing is, nothing is impossible. Um, so discipline, drive, and determination, your three Ds again, and this is Daniel Lynn Bailey. And, 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 and that's, you know, as, as, it, as it pertains to this protocol, discipline, follow the plan, drive, stay focused, and determination that you're not going to stop until you reach your goal. But there is no expiration on your, on your commitment. And that's, I think, if you walk into this protocol with that, that you're not done until you're done, and that is there's no other option, success is eminent. And if you know success is eminent, then literally it's a guaranteed, it's a guaranteed thing. And that's why I feel so comfortable guaranteeing my product because I just know if you follow it, simply to pro- follow it and take it to the end, there's no way you can walk out the other side not recognizing yourself. I mean, it's just, it's just, I mean, there's just, just no way. So ultimately is the, all the other crap that gets in the way along the way. So discipline, drive, and determination, nothing's impossible. The three Ds, chapter two. I love it. Yeah, that's right. It's 3D 2.0. So. <laughs> This is a quote from Crescent Michelle, which I spoke about um, in the early September. And it's come from her song, Let Freedom Reign, R-E-I-G-N. And it's about the freedom in your mind. If you allow the freedom in your mind to believe that you can create that optimum self, that optimum health, the fantasy you, let that freedom float around and let that be your king or your queen of who you want to be. Because if you have the perchance to dream and put the power in 
your freedom because we do have the freedom to buy these products so far. You can't fail on the HCG protocol. So allow your freedoms and take your freedoms and buy the product from Colin and get it at the most reasonable price and its prescription strength and it's working and it's not fake and it has a lot of good stuff in there and all the <laughs> guidance. Let freedom reign. Cool. Yeah. Let freedom reign. It's like play the soundtrack right now. I sent your wife the CD. Oh, did you? Okay, I just load up the soundtrack. It should be one of my other music things. I think I have it on my on my nightstand too. I think it's on my nightstand. Um, let's see. Oh, we have a birthday bag package for you, by the way. It's coming out. Coming out. So look for it. Like you always tell me, for it. So <laughs> check your mail. Look for it. Um, all right. This one. I, this one I thought was actually kind of cool, and actually going to tie into something that you said a little bit earlier. Um, if you have enemies, good. That means you actually stood up for something at some time in your life by Winston Churchill. And this kind when it comes down to the protocol, this kind of goes back to that being willing to walk away and also be willing to stand up for you. Um, ultimately, ultimately, you know, people have opinions. And I, and I, I deal with a lot of people in this protocol. And, and, and I would say the majority of my clientele are women. And some of the saddest um, truths that I, that I get to, that I share with people, people share with me, is the lack of support they have inside the family, either from a spouse or a loved one or a significant other, and how that constant, their fear of your greatness somehow drowns out your, your focus on yourself and loving yourself enough to actually get through this protocol. And it's, it's sad, but it, and, and, and there's people that actually somehow fight through it. So this particular one stood out to me because, you know, and, and you have your haters. You know, unfortunately, that add, the more you get closer to your authentic self, like Kim says, the more people are going to show you the side of them. And like I said, I don't believe people are just nasty, and, but it's just fear is anger just masked. Right. So ultimately, when people start getting nasty and getting and telling you you look too skinny and you, you don't look healthy and you know that you're not even close to your goal yet and you know what they're saying makes absolutely no sense. But you're hearing it and you're wondering after a while, you start doubting yourself. This means that you are standing up for something at some time and that something at some time is you. And that sometimes is the most important lesson I think people need to embrace. The willingness to love yourself enough to stand up for yourself. Inspire. It's not for your kids. It's not for your husband or your spouse or your significant other. It's your turn. It's for you. It's okay to be narcissistic for this one time so you can get your life back and your self-esteem back and your body back because ultimately when you feel your best and you're at your best, you are bringing the best you. And that means the best loving you, the best person you can possibly be. And, I, and so I think that um, when you're not happy and you're not living in your authentic body, your authentic self, you sometimes are actually not who you, who you, are, who you really are and you actually sometimes come, may come off as an angry, mean, frustrated person. <laughs> you know, um, so I think this was a great quote because that's something or sometime standing up for something or somebody that's in your life that's you and that that time is now. So that's Winston Churchill. I agree with you. I agree with you. Winston Churchill also helped in this quote by sometimes people they're stuck and when you stand up for you and when when you say I can't get through my midlife crisis and I can't fulfill the other goals in my life until I lose the weight. They want to prove something to themselves that they can do successfully because mm -hmm. they've tried and failed and tried and failed and tried and failed. And, oh, my goodness, 
once I've coached people to this, then they're like, oh, now I can, now I can complete my other life goals. I want to take piano. I want to learn French. I want to play flute. And I'm like, well, why didn't you do that before? Because I never did anything or completed anything that I set my mind to. So I figured once I can lose the weight, I'm proving it to myself, and now I can play flute and study French. I, you know, that's like I've, I've kind of said that you know several times. I totally agree with you that the, that the success I got from this protocol opened doors to possibility, simply to possibility that anything was possible. So I'm, I I create projects in my head and 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 make outlandish things in my head that I'm going to do and make possible um, only to the fact that I, I realized that I accomplished the impossible. I accomplished something that I was not able to do for almost 30 years, at least to the level to where I could just be amazed myself. So I believe, I tell people all the time that, you know, you conquer this weight loss journey and all of a sudden you realize that your the things that you want to do on your job become extremely possible. And all of a sudden you start excelling and doors start opening up. They don't open up because you look better. They open up because your self-confidence is different because you already, you exude your ability that I can. I can do anything, anytime, anywhere. And all of a sudden, doors open up and the seas part. And, you know, you figure out why is that? It's, I believe it's because internally, you also have, you now harness the power to basically accomplish anything. So I think you hit that one out of the park, uh, KJ. That's awesome. All right, Colin, this is my last quote, and it's by Dr. Christine Northrup, who wrote the book Women's Bodies, Women's Wisdom. And in the past five to ten years, she has turned to extreme clean eating, and she is very uh, paleo or eating from just eating real foods like we're talking about. And she said this in a radio show recently. She said, guilt says I made a mistake. Shame says I am a mistake. And how that relates to the HCG protocol is guilt says I made a mistake. Okay, I ate off protocol. I'm feeling pretty guilty, so I'm going to clean up my act and I'm going to have an apple day tomorrow if I gain weight or I'm going to drink a gallon and a half water with lemon. Shame says I am a mistake. I made a mistake. I'm I'm not worthy. I'm embarrassed. I'm an asshole. I look terrible. I've always looked terrible. I am shameful. Why? Maybe I was sexually abused as a child. Maybe I was made fun of on the playground because my parents did give me Cocoa Crunch because I did eat unhealthy foods and I looked yucky and I was always picked last in gym and PE for, for, you know, teams. Shame says I am a mistake. Guilt says I made a mistake. Move on. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, very powerful. And I was to add to that is that, you know, the the, the guilt is, um, I think you can kind of forgive yourself. I think the shame is what, what causes people to um, throw in the towel. And, uh, and and I think that you hit something that, that a lot of people may want to play back and listen to again, that usually when we feel shame, it's connected to something other than the actual incident or moment for which we are actually manifesting or repeating that feeling. Therefore, you eat, you eat a piece of chocolate, that shame is being connected to some other time in your past that could be completely different and completely more devastating than the act of eating a piece of chocolate. But our conscious mind doesn't know the difference between one level of shame to the other. And that is usually one of the big Achilles heels that actually cause people to repeatedly 
fall into a place of failure um, when it comes to trying to reach their weight loss goals is that that shame is connected to something that is completely unrelated to what's going on in today in the present, but somehow that power of that connection uh, outweighs that moment and they end up, end up derailing themselves. And just thinking about that, I think just maybe pondering that and maybe connecting next time when you're actually feeling um, shame to maybe the deeper root from where that is and to realize, is that true where you are right now in the present? And if you're able to make that connection that it is not true and it does not apply, you may be able to successfully move on past that and go on to the next level or next, next part of your journey, which is actually living and being who, you're, who you were meant to be. Um, so I think that's actually more, it's very powerful what you said, and I wanted to link that connection so they can maybe listen to this at some other time and, and get that. So very cool. Now, I, have a few uh, more. I know that people did call on the line, but they didn't hit number one because I'm getting text messages saying they're listening in, but they didn't hit one, just so you know. Okay. Well, I, don't see, I, I see some and some went. Some, you know, like I said, to me, I know we're putting out some really powerful content here. I had no idea what the show was going to be like. I know that that literally elaborate on each one of these on each one of these powerful quotes and how they can use that on their journey. I think if someone listens to this playback, is going to get a lot out of it. So I don't give any. You know, I learn now to get my ego past how many people were actually on the line or not to, to, to gauge the success of a call from me um, or a show. I know by my heart and by how I feel about the content that we're delivering is what the success is. And I think that we're, we've delivered some extremely powerful information that will always land on the person who needs to hear it at the time. And, uh, and so, um, you know, they're checking in, and that's great. And they play back. They can play it back, uh, you know, in a few minutes when we hang up or tomorrow. It'll be live, or it'll be on the podcast. They can download it. But ultimately, I, I'm really proud of the content we put out here. So I'm, I'm, I, I thank you for, for, for thinking about this particular topic. I got a couple more. Um, yeah. So like I said, yeah. I, started get, I started getting on a roll, and I was like, I don't know when to stop. So I made myself <laughs> stop. So I got maybe – I got a few more, but I'll, I'll – I'll, 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 here because I know that uh, Jenny wanted me to make these stuffed peppers that uh, Joey and Heather gave me the recipe for. So I'm going to do that. So anyway, this one, this one, wow, this one really speaks to me. It really speaks to me. And it's um, by someone I've never heard of before, but quiet the mind and the soul speaks. And I think that's, if we could just, and, and the author is Majaya Sati Bhagavati. I never heard of her name before, but you quiet the mind and the soul speak. If we could learn as a species <laughs> to do this, but even if, more importantly, while on your journey, the mind chatter is the biggest enemy for success. The subconscious conversation, the negatives talk, and all of the battering that you've been used to doing to yourself. And if you can quiet the mind, your soul will tell you exactly what you need to do on any given moment, on any given day. And literally chaos is what causes dietary, dietary um, errors, um, you know, subconscious, just silly mistakes, or straight up just complete meltdowns is, is the chatter going on in our heads. And so this one is actually huge if you actually can practice just getting quiet when you think you're in chaos. I remember Jane and I talked about, you know, one of my lifelong goals to be at some point in my, in my maturity as a, as a human being is to be that quiet in the midst of a storm. 
to be completely calm when chaos is around me or amongst me, to be that, that energy that walks into a room and, and it just causes peace among the people that are there. And so when I think of this, I just think that it's extremely powerful and that this is something that, that if you're able to, to master this um, on your protocol, you'll never have a day of, of anguish, never, if you're able to do this. And it's very challenging to do. You remember when you got your first whiteboard and you and Jamie did uh, underground secret steps beside the book and you talked about the I am at the end of the day, the moments of gratitude. I am great at eating lettuce. I am um, a wonderful nurturer. And then you also talked about 10 minutes of quietness, 10 minutes of meditation. And you said if you can't get those thoughts out of your head, you you said on the protocol, just count backwards from 10 in your head and then back up to 10. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, over and over again. And you said, quiet the mind. And you said that. Quiet and I, I tried to do that. Yeah. It, it, you know, it, it, is, it can be challenging because we're so used to chaos. We're so used to drama. Um, it's so funny when I talk to my daughters and stuff and they're telling me about their lives. <laughs> oh my, I have friends and they're telling me about their lives. And I'm like, my, my gosh, I go, I'm just so, I'm just so removed from this kind of drama. <laughs> it's been such a long time. Um, and I go, you know, it's a part of life, but I, but I, I definitely, there's, there is a, um, app that I downloaded that completely finally got me on a consistent path to meditate because it's smarter than me. And literally this app is called mindfulness. I think it is, um, is it mindfulness. And it actually, I, yeah, let me see. I got to look at my glasses here. Yeah, um, mindfulness. And I, I downloaded it from the, you know, from the app store. And what it does is actually you can go in there and program it. So I have a program to actually, when I, within five minutes of me leaving my house, or actually five minutes of me coming back into my home, from every time I leave, it will tell me, it'll, it'll come up and it'll go, ching, and it says, you want to meditate? And it has five. 10, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes. And just the five minutes, I'll go, okay, click for five minutes, and I'll just stop and sit, sit down on my couch or my chair at my desk and close my eyes. You know, walk me, you can either have a choice of having a guided meditation or just silence or just a chime. But the fact that it actually, it actually pops up and reminds me and asks me several times throughout the day, um, do I want to stop and meditate? I have to literally say, well, no, I don't want to do right now. I, I don't want to be in peace right now. I want to be in chaos. I want to be hectic over, over my schedule. I want to be, you know, stressed out. And it's kind of a little difficult when you literally have to take responsibility for actually saying, no, I don't want peace. So um, this, this app has been huge in, in my finally becoming consistent with quieting the mind. So if you if you guys have a, a, a smartphone, I would definitely look in the in the app store and just try that out. I think it's the bomb diggity. Got a couple more, and then we'll end the show. Um, let me see here. Um, this one says, when you find yourself in spirit, in need of spiritual nourishment, it is an opportunity to it's, it's, it's in the opportunities to serve others that you will find the abundance you seek. And this is Steve Marabili Marabali. Um, I thought that was very cool. It's all, it kind of goes in line with my with my zig one but also the fact that spiritual nourishment is very important to our to our success and people don't realize that Janie this is something that Janie's always said from the very beginning and she repeats it over and over and over again that this is a spiritual journey more than it's any kind of a weight loss journey or a fitness journey or a health journey because what has gotten in your way in the past will come up again and unless you are willing to basically embrace the the uh, the spiritual opportunities to analyze, 
to understand and to make shifts in your life, um, it's going to be a very, it could be, it could be a very daunting task. And so when I saw this quote, I realized that, you know, these, the, you know, these spiritual, spiritual nourishment, you know, lies in the opportunities to serve others. And, uh, and that's where you find the abundance and simply this, that, you know, I have, you have, you have people that one person in the family that wants to do this protocol and everyone else is sitting and waiting and, and negative bait, you know, negative baited breath, you know, oh, you're going to succeed this time, but you don't realize that, that you have the power to actually lead and the rest will follow. And all you simply need to do is, is take care of yourself and, and actually achieve this for yourself. And that's all you need to do. You'll never have to tell anybody what to do, what they should do, or they should lose weight. Lead by your own example, and you will shift the, you know, the dichotomy of your family and the people around you. So that spiritual nourishment it, um, lies in the service of others. You can serve others, others by simply serving yourself and loving yourself. And I'm going to keep bringing that home because ultimately that is the biggest problem that a lot of these moms have out there is that they're, 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 they're doing everything for everybody else but themselves, and they don't feel worthy enough to, to love themselves enough to, to actually get in the best health of their lives. And sometimes they say they're doing this because they want to be able to run behind their kids and they can't do it because they're out of breath. But ultimately, if you're not the biggest focus of your journey, uh, it just it makes it a little bit more challenging because no one else could be no one else could be the focus of your of your transformation more than you. Um, when Janie talks have, about her spiritual, when Janie talks about the spiritual side of this journey and how it is the ultimate, that means that she and you and I and many of our other success stories were willing to sit with those discomforts, the uncomfortable mm-hmm. moments, and then you mm-hmm. have to reach to your deeper power, whether it's God, Buddha, Allah, the plants, your yoga, your meditation, or one of these ancient texts or books or songs, that will be your support, especially when the people around you may not be understanding enough to support, even though they want to. So that spiritual journey is what are you going to reach for? What are you going to reach for? What and who and, and the words and the songs and the feelings and the music and the light and the flowers, what's going to support you when the shit hits the fan? Absolutely. And I, I, yeah. And I, and, I, and I tell people that, you know, people go, I'm just an emotional eater. And, and, I, and I tell people, you know what? Why people are emotional eaters is because they're trying to not feel. <laughs> so th- that the act of not feeling is really the act of um, feeling worse because those feelings you're trying to stop, instead of just sitting in, the, in those moments and saying, it's okay to be sad. It's okay to be angry. It's okay to feel what you're feeling and just actually feel it. You actually will find that actually embracing those feelings releases you from the reaction to those feelings. And that's really just, that's really something, a daily practice that we all, we all, that's actually that I actually would never allow myself to feel sad. I mean, sadness is just, I just was too uncomfortable with it. And I was very uncomfortable with my wife's depression for a very long time. And, um, and, and it, until I was able to actually embrace my own um, sadness and become that emotional guy, I finally got that, you know what, it's, it's okay. You don't have to be uncomfortable when someone else's feelings are, 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 or they're not the same as yours, and they're actually sitting in sadness. And the more you're able to sit in those feelings, the more you're actually able to heal yourself past those feelings. So um, I thought that was very powerful. We've got one or two more, and then we're done. we'll be done for the, for the night, guys. Um, 
the last two I have, this one's from T.R. T. Harv Eckerd, and it says, if you want to make permanent change, stop focusing on the size of your problems and start focusing on the size of you. And I think that that is, um, that is just pro- hugely profound, that stop focusing on how much weight you need to lose. Stop focusing on how long your journey is. Stop focusing on nothing's past, nothing's worked for you in the past, and everything has failed you in the past, and your story and your, and your mantra. Focus on you what you want, where you want to be, what, what you believe that you can create a new possibility and you will actually achieve. You stay in the past and the more you keep, keep wrapping yourself around that, that mantra and that story, it's going to always be your story. And I got to tell you that nobody wants to hear your story more than once. Okay, that's <laughs> it. It, it, stops, it stops being news after the first time, right? So ultimately, Ultimately, you need to change that story and stop focusing on your problems and start focusing on you. And, uh, and my very last one, um, most people plateau when they lose the tension between where they are and where they ought to be. And that's uh, John Gardner. And I, that when I tie that, when I tie that one to, I mean, they already use the word plateau. Mine is that they, they lose the tension between where they are and where they ought to be. In other words, where you are right now is temporary. And that doesn't mean if you're living in the body of your life, where it means you're not living in the body of your life. It doesn't mean if your body's if you're you're, you're stalled on your weight loss journey, or you're sailing or you're sailing along losing a pound a day. It is all temporary. And when you lose the tension between where you are and where you ought to be, you end up losing focus, and you actually end up stalling yourself to get get to your final destination. So just know that yet yeah, that you know you're not because you lose the weight and get in great shape. You're not guaranteed just because you did it to keep. Have to continue to keep the tension there between where you are and where you ought to be in order for you to maintain your weight, and that's where people lose focus on that, and they go, "Well, I don't stand it. Just it's like any other diet. I just gain my weight back." No, you didn't just gain your weight back. You chose to gain your weight back because you chose not to keep the tension, and, that, and that's pretty much it for me, guys. That's that's my my final one, um, and I got to tell you that this was powerful. Yeah, it was, Great, man. Was, this was actually when I first, you first brought this exercise to me. I got to tell you, I got uncomfortable with it because once again, I was not in control of the of the storyline. I was not in control of the show. That means work. <laughs> not like I don't do work when I pretend my shows, but a lot of my stuff comes from things I know or things that I actually line up ahead of time. So I got to say that that I was kind of like going, wow, I mean, how am I going to do this? I mean, I'm thinking, well, it, it's not that hard. I mean, there's great, great quotes, but I didn't, get, I, didn't, I didn't know how I was going to actually be able to tie all these quotes together. Um, and then it ended up being a really pleasurable exercise for me. So because it actually, how do you go through all these quotes and not just feel freaking awesome? You know? <laughs> you know? and, uh, and so, yeah. I, so I, thank you for, I thank you for your creativity because, like I said, I've been doing this show for freaking, what, is it four years, three years now? Five years, um, five years almost. Five 2010 was my first one, I think, right? 2000, beginning okay. of 2010. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I think the show itself has been a little bit. It'll be almost four years, and um, and so it's it's kind of nice to have different topics and and and, and different inputs. Um, so I appreciate that, uh, KJ. Oh, and like thank I said, you for trusting uh, me. No, absolutely, and I, and I like I said, the um, I believe that the the playback of this show, people are going to really find out how powerful it really was. And like I said, for me, you know, one of the challenging things I have, especially when I'm creating a show and, and, and especially around a show that I'm not, that I'm not authoring myself, is trying to get people engaged in, in writing out the, you know, the notification, the email, the show, to kind of 
trying to get people engaged. And my biggest audiences is when I'm is when I'm is when it's some kind of fearful, you know, fearful topic subject subject you know lines, and they go, oh my god, I got to find out here. This when you're dealing with some positive stuff, you know, that's why bad news is is more popular than than good news. So sometimes people miss this huge opportunity to get this really great quality content because I could not make the topic line negative. You know what I'm saying? So unfortunately, that's what drives the audience sometimes. Uh, the Q and A questions or show or or something like my biggest shows, my biggest show to date, as far as the actual live audience and the live playback, which is actually one of the most powerful shows I've done, was a show that I titled "There's Something Wrong with the ACG Diet." Oh my! Freaking the lines. The people were just. I couldn't fit. Actually, they, they couldn't even fit all the people on the lines. I hit quota, and it's sad. It's sad. But you don't know if the people want to know, oh, my God, what's, what's wrong with it because they, didn't, they wanted to find out if they're doing something wrong or if it was the people that are going, yay, I knew there was something wrong with that diet. I knew there, I knew there was something bogus about it. For whatever reason, the, the audience was huge. Now, this audience was very small, but yet this was very powerful content. And I think, like I said, people don't know what they're missing. I love that people go to the shows and they just kind of plug one in. They don't have a clue what they're going to get on the other side. And they listen to it and there's a life-changing event going on here. This may be one yeah, of those Yeah, they'll shows. get it on iTunes yeah? later. They'll listen on right, iTunes get, later like right. I did. Yeah. I have a question for and you. So, Are you dressing up for Halloween? Sure. You know, Joy and I asked about, she asked me about doing that, actually going out with our grandson. Her problem is that her ankle is still pretty bad and walking on it for any long period of time causes her a good deal of pain and she's trying to get into heel for the American Music Awards. And we're going to the American uh-huh. we go to the American Music Awards every year. So she, it's it's a cross between figuring out a way to maybe get on 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 maybe one of the beach cruisers and have her have her do it that way. But um I usually don't. I'm open to doing it here these last couple of days, you know, kind of putting something together these last couple of days, but it's gonna be really up to her ability to actually get out there and walk. So um, You might we'll get front row well, seats at the American to... Music Awards if you use a wheelchair. Yeah, but she doesn't want to roll like that, man. She wants to she wants to wear she got this outfit that she's had you know, prepared for the American Music Awards for at least five months and it and it <laughs> and it has to have it has to have meals. Converse, and right now she's in Converse. <laughs> so, so I mean, she, she's definitely trying to trying to get into those heels. But let me let me before I end the show, I wanted to, I, I have to talk about the Million Pound March challenge um, that we have launching off here in a couple of weeks. I am launching it right around right right like right on Thanksgiving. I am having a challenge in the middle of the holidays, and people think I'm crazy. But my goal is is that New Year your New Year's resolution. You're already well into your success before New Year's comes around, that you're not making a wish for the body of your life, that you're actually in momentum for the body of your life. And some of you may already have achieved that by New Year's Eve, but ultimately it's, it's to prevent you from being 15 to 25 pounds heavier than you are right now, because that's statistically how much weight people gain um, through the holiday season. I am going to show those of you how to navigate through the holidays and actually have your cocktails and, and, and how to take planned breaks around, um, you know, maybe uh, Christmas and New Year's, New Year's um, for those of you who need to. Um, however, this challenge is a huge passion that I've put another daunting task out there to collectively help people lose a million pounds between now and December 31st, 2014. I believe we accomplish that, and we get, we get repeatedly, and this is going to be like um, what you call um, uh, multiple challenges over over the next 12 months, uh, but I believe we actually reach that goal. It's going to bring so much obvious um, 
attention to this protocol that, that it, it can no longer be ignored in mainstream media and mainstream America, which means more people will know about it. I was still surprised and then not surprised that this weekend at the, uh, at the Ultimate Women's um, um, Conference thing at the LA Convention Center, that eight out of ten people that came by our booth had no clue about ATG, had never heard of it before. And it just blows my mind as much as it's been in the media, as much as Dr. Oz has talked about it, as much as there's much information there is on the Internet about it, information overload, that there's still eight out of ten people walking around that don't know about it. And yet 70% of the people in that particular building could be or should be, I wouldn't say should be, could be customers or people who need this protocol, who benefit from this protocol. Because we, have, we live in a society that's almost 70% over, overweight. So to me, doing this challenge um, is about getting people to shift and paying it forward and getting to such a massive amount of total weight loss that we have to be heard, if that makes sense. That's the best so you, Christmas present ever. Bring a joyful noise absolutely. and community and spread the word, and we can all be more healthier and happier and live longer because that's what God promised. Absolutely. So just so you know, guys, if you're on my list, um, you definitely want to uh, keep looking out. I'm going to be doing a series of videos explaining the uh, million pound mark, how it's going to work, and what it's all about. My and uh, actually, 96. And also go to one million pound march.com. You can get on the VIP list because when we do launch, just only the people on the VIP list are going to be invited to join. Thanks again, KJ. And ask us Once any questions topic. online. We'll help you online. Absolutely. Go to go to your page so people know how to find you. Superior Self, Superior right? Self on Facebook, Superior Self, or KJ Landis. KJ Landis, and of course, you guys, Colin Watson, Facebook, or our official fan page is uh, HG Body for Life Tips on Facebook. Go there, check out uh, KJ. She's, she's, she's a ton of, a plethora of information and living, by, living life powerfully by example. All right, so thanks so much, KJ, for being here. Thanks for the topic. God Great bless show. you. Go eat your stuffed peppers. God bless you and the family. Bye-bye. We'll talk to you next time. All right, bye-bye.